Hey, you're listening to Talking About the Passion. I'm Thomas Irwin. This is a podcast where I interview different independent musicians and showcase their music. As for myself, I'm a singer-songwriter and producer who goes by Niagara Moon. If you want, you can look up more about my own music at niagaramoonmusic.com. For episode 41, we have Sound of Series. Sound of Series is a dream pop collaboration band with members from three other popular acts, including Candy Claws, The Apples in Stereo, and The Drums. The band's members are Karen Hover, Ryan Hover, Jacob Graham, and Derek Bozick. Sound of Series was founded in Fort Collins, Colorado in 2014, out of the ashes of Karen and Ryan's previous project, Candy Claws. The band's second and most recent album, The Twin, just came out earlier this month. They recorded it up in Reykjavik, Iceland, with the producer Alex Summers. The music is hypnotic, but their live show is truly amazing. It's an audiovisual experience with sounds ranging from 1960s exotica to majestic synthesizer-adorned future horizons, visual depictions of the greater cosmos utilizing lasers, fiber optics, and other handmade mechanisms. Uh, That's from their website anyway, but uh, I can attest to that being the case. It's really cool. They played after us back in March at the Vera Project when Niagara Moon did a gig there, and they just blew everyone away. So I knew I had to get them on for the podcast at some point. And as luck would have it, they came back to Seattle recently to perform at the Sunset Tavern. So I got to chat with them in the green room for a bit while the band uh, going on before them was setting up. It was a little noisy, so the sound quality is not optimal, but I think you'll be able to make out everything pretty well. Unfortunately, the interview did get cut a little short. It's not as long as I usually like to do them, but we did get some good stuff in there. Before we get into that conversation, though, I'm going to play you a Sound of Series track. From the new album, The Twin, this song is called Humaniora. I came true 
All right, so I'm sitting here in the green room of the Sunset Tavern with Sanda Series. I'm really hoping I'm pronouncing Series correctly. All right, I'm getting the thumbs up. So I guess we'll go around. There's four people in front of me, so we'll, we'll have everybody introduce themselves so you get to know their voices. Hello, I'm Jacob. I play synthesizers in the band, and I do the light music. I'm Karen. Uh, I am the singer and play some synthesizers as well. Uh, I'm Ryan. I write the music and program all of the MIDI and play some synthesizers as well. I'm Derek, and I play the guitar live and have also played a synthesizer on the record as well. How many synths do you guys tour with? Uh, Five. But they're, they're very small. Okay. Nice so you got compact. a microcorg in there? No, it's even smaller than that. Microbrute? We've, we've got um, four Volcas, Korg Volcas, and a um, Roland JU08. It's like nice. a, a miniature Jupiter. So do you guys do a lot of interviews generally? Uh, I mean, maybe like a couple per tour. We've done more recently just with the new album coming out. But yeah. We enjoy talking to new people. And uh, do you find when you do interviews, is there something you get asked the most? Something that always comes up? Uh, people always ask, like, oh, why are you not called Candy Claws anymore? Oh, so right, yeah. <laughs> maybe let's not talk about that. <laughs> okay, so that's ground that's Everything been covered. Everything else is fine. <laughs> well, a big thing for me was I heard that you guys recorded the latest album in Iceland's which must have been awesome. I don't know yeah. if you've already talked about that experience to death already, but if not, I'd be curious. No, to... no. Yeah, we um, worked with a producer called Alex Summers and went to spend about a week or so with him in his studio that he had in Reykjavik. Um, we sort of took over what we thought was a finished album to Reykjavik, and it totally transformed by the time we were done over there. So we walked away with something new, a twin of the twin, if you will, and... Yeah, so it was a very neat experience working with someone new. Um, he's a great guy, and the country is beautiful, so it was just a neat experience. Was that all your first time going to Iceland? Ryan and I have been before. I think it was Jacob's I had been once before as well. It was everybody's second time there. So, so a lot of you had already seen it before, but yeah, that place is amazing. I visited... I think in 2009, I spent like a month camping there, going around. Did you happen to be able to leave Reykjavik at all, or you were probably locked away in the studio yeah. the whole time? Yeah, when we landed at like 4 a.m., we just rented a car and spent our whole first day there, um, driving up around kind of the south and west coast. Yeah, yeah. Seeing the waterfalls and glaciers and stuff. And the sheep. So, yeah. Awesome. So how did that get set up with Alex Summers? Like you guys sought him out or he sought you out? Um, we've been talking over email for several years now. I think he was a fan of Candy Claws from before and we've always wanted to do something together. But just timing didn't happen until this album. And it finally happened. So, yeah. Awesome. Would you guys be able to touch on the, uh, the concept of the twin? The story? Yeah. Um, when I was writing the music um, last year, I was reading a book called The Magic Mountain. It's by Thomas Mann. It's from Germany in like the early 20th century. 
And that has a lot of imagery having to do with twins and like a, you know, like a life that could have been versus the life you have now. And it has, it takes place in the Alps. And so that really appealed to me because we haven't done an album yet that, that was up in like snowy mountains, you know, we always choose a landscape for our albums. You do. Um, yeah. So it was, it was mostly about like what I was reading at the time and, um, it's just neat to think about, like, you know, the double of something. And to me, the interesting thing when you say the twin is not how things are the same, but how they're different, you know? So, yeah. Do you have a comment? Anybody else want to add to that? <laughs> no. Karen said that's the first time I've heard that. She really? said that's the first time she's heard that. It doesn't she, mean something completely different to her. I guess she doesn't listen when, I, when we do this. <laughs> She thought it was about the Olsen twins for a long time. And, it's true, it's true. And that is was, part of the... I was, I was very happy to make an album about Mary-Kate and Ashley when I found out that it had nothing to do with Full House. Jacob and I cried a little tear, shed a little tear, but we moved on and we're okay now. But the cool thing about making an album is you can say that it's about whatever you want and it just is that's the cool thing about choose music. your own adventure story yeah exactly like if you wrote a book and said it's about this it kind of has to make sense but when you make an album you can make more connections than you normally would with other kinds of mediums so yes this is partially about Mary Kate who is the better of the twins it's, it's tied in yeah Full House is our favorite show. Really? Um, well, particularly the recent, the reboot, the Fuller reboot. House. Fuller House, yeah. We watch it in the car when we're on tour. It's the official uh, TV show of the tour? I'd say so, yeah. No doubt. We visited the house. We've never talked about this in an interview before, so already this is the most fun interview we have ever done. I'm glad to hear it. I just hope we're not getting drowned out <laughs> by soundcheck. But yeah. go on, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. I'm ready for the next question. I'm sorry. No problem. Um, so how is the tour going, by the way? It's if you going haven't, great. I hope you haven't run out of episodes of Fuller House yet. No, no. We're only halfway I, through the well, season. We have. We're watching them over. We're rewatching. Rewatching the reboot. Yeah, we're on like a five-week tour. I think we just have like ten days left or something. So, or maybe even less. I don't know. Not very long on the way home, which is nice. And we're home for about ten days, and then we leave again for another small tour. So, yeah. So, where is home for you guys? Are we are based out of New York now? We moved to New York about two years ago, ish or something. So, yeah. Like Brooklyn? No, we live upstate. It's like an hour or so north of okay, the city. Okay, so it's New York New State Paltz. more than the, the city. Yeah, yeah, it's called New Paltz. It's on the train line, though. Uh, Jacob lives in Brooklyn, so we're down there often. Derek still is in Denver, but he flies out all the time, so wow. all over. That's pretty cool. So are you uh, kind of more in the countryside, pleasant surroundings? Yeah, yeah, we live kind of like on the, where the mountains begin uh, for the Catskills. So, yeah, very beautiful area. Sweet. Yeah, I'm from Western Massachusetts. Oh, They call very it the good. Pioneer Valley. So. Very nice. It's kind of similar country a little bit. Yeah. Pastoral New England. Very good. Do you have any particular, particular uh, favorite places you like to visit when you tour? 
Yeah, we love to uh, see sites along the way throughout the U.S. for sure. Our our kind of number one spot is usually Oregon Stop Pizza. That's just outside of Phoenix, Arizona. So we go there. Everyone's laughing, but we go there every tour. We gotta so share the mic. It's I not think a he joke. Wants to say yeah. something, I think we need to explain that a little bit. So, Oregon Stop Pizza is a magical musical and gastronomic experience in which an organist he basically has an organ with pipes that take up the entire wall of a huge building so this so is it's a pizza a, place <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese is for adults she says yeah basically Chuck E. Cheese for adults um, it's a huge spectacle there's animatronic cats there's bubbles there's marimbas, vibraphones. I recommend, I recommend that you request Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid because they will drop bubbles from the ceiling for that song. Best song you could ever request there. Wow. But yeah, that's like our main place on Who tour. Who knew a place like that, right? It's right outside of Phoenix, Arizona? Yeah, it's in Mesa, Arizona, so like 20, 30 minutes outside of Phoenix. Yeah, don't bother requesting Star Wars because they get plenty of requests for that. So you can use your request for something else. Um, maybe something from The Sound of Music is what I would I'd like to hear. So he does a Sound of Music medley sometimes, which is okay. Which is my favorite favorite part. So I also wanted to ask you guys about your light show, which is truly amazing. How did that all start? Um, well, I guess it kind of started because um, when Sound of Series first began, Karen and Ryan asked me to record some parts for the record. We had just sort of been emailing because we were fans of each other's music. Um, so I did, and then they were coming through New York on tour, and they said, would you play this show with us and play the parts you wrote? And I said, I'll play the show, but I don't want to play music anymore because I was tired of playing live music. I never enjoyed doing it. So I said, I'll, d I'll do a light show for you. If As you, you sit in the green room of the Sunset Tavern yeah. on a five-week tour or whatever. Well, he, it's because uh, he doesn't play. He just does the lights now, which okay. is Okay, that is a full-time thing yeah. for your show. It's very involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they agreed. They said, yeah, you can do a light show. So I kind of like just... I actually didn't have a plan when I offered that, so I kind of had to like scrape together some things, and uh, and but they kind of liked it. I was doing like a kind of like some liquid light stuff, like they used to do in the '60s with like overhead projectors and like uh, oils and dyes. In San and Francisco. Like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For all the hippies. So we did that for like a tour or something, and then. Uh, I think kind of on that tour, we all just like, we'd be driving late at night and start talking about like, oh, what if we did something like this with the lights or something like this? And we all just sort of like started taking notes of all these ideas. And then after that tour, we just started kind of like, I don't know, I think we got really excited for like what it, it could be. And we just started trying to make that a reality. But yeah, it's, it's super fun. And I still, I only play the lights when we play live. It goes with your music so perfectly that I have a hard time believing that the music was there before this lights idea, but I guess it was just a happy accident. 
I think, I mean, it, the, the lights always do happen after the music is written. Um, but I think that we're, like, we have such similar tastes musically. I think we're really on the same page. And, and Ryan's, like, one of my favorite songwriters. So it feels like the lights are just... It's just like another dimension of the music. It's like it's an extension. Yeah, like because usually when we like write and record, he'll kind of write the structure of the whole song, and he'll send it to all of us, and we'll just kind of write parts over top of it and kind of send them back to him, and he'll mix them in. Oh, okay. And it's almost like when we program the lights, it's like it's another track of the music or something, you know? If that makes sense. It's like making a movie almost. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, the lights are very choreographed with all the music. You know, we we want it to be very in sync and like you're just seeing what you're hearing. You know, yeah. not just something we turn on in the background. Yeah. Um, are there any other uh, artists out there, musical or otherwise, right now that really inspire you guys? Who would you consider to be some of your peers? We just played a show in LA with some really great bands, uh, Hot MT. They're very inspiring. Hot MT. Hot MT. And then um, Vinyl Williams, obviously. Um, there's there's so many to list. It's kind of absurd. But that's just a quick thing that was off the top of my head. Yeah. Pavo, Pavo. We're touring right now with Pavo Pavo. Um, Who have been serenading us this entire uh-huh. evening. So you can hear that bleeding into the mic. Um also, we were really great friends with a band called Breathers from Atlanta, and we did a little leg of this tour with them. Um, the music's a little different. It's kind of like awesome 80s, like what were all the best parts of 80s music, which... There's a I, lot of bands like that nowadays, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, but they, they do it the best. cherry-picked the best of right. that decade. Um, but we, we still feel a kinship because we're trying to put on it's like a kind of a fictional show and persona that's different than just like us expressing ourselves directly, you know? There's like this extra level of kind of performance art or something to it. So yeah, that was that was a fun little leg. Is there anywhere else you guys? The Hardy Tree. Oh yeah, they're good. I think we all are pretty into like uh, bands like a lot of the British bands that are doing that sort of like radiophonic thing, like the the Ghost Box record label. Um, that's always good, like driving music when we're on the road. Um, yeah. I'm really inspired by like um, people, like, like the World's Fair and that kind of thing, like people who are just like kind of experimenting and uh, with like art, like mixing like art and technology, you know, especially like the beginnings of that um, because there were kind of no rules. I don't know. I'm sorry we didn't have time to finish that thought, but... uh, It's over. I don't think I'm going to be able to hear you guys anymore, but thank you so much for talking with me. I really look forward to seeing your set. Thank you. Very soon this evening. Bye. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Goodbye. That was cool. I'm bummed we couldn't talk a little bit longer. They seemed like a fun bunch of goofballs. And they put on a really good show that night. As tired as my girlfriend and I were staying out that late, we were still absolutely captivated by their set. 
Makes me wonder why I even call myself a performer, really. But anyway, if you liked this episode of Talking About the Passion, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Uh, we could really do with some new ratings or reviews if you're inclined to uh, contribute in that way. Always really appreciate it. Sign up for the Niagara Moon mailing list for weekly updates on the podcast and for my musical project, Niagara Moon. Find the podcast on Facebook at Talking About the Passion. I'm also on Twitter at TATP Podcast and on Instagram at Niagara Moon Music. If you want to write to me with any questions or comments, you can email TATPPodcast at gmail.com. The theme song for Talking About the Passion is the Niagara Moon song Eating Peaches off my recent album, Eating Peaches. We're going to hear one more song from Sound of Series. It's called Outer Century. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you in a couple weeks.